about, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, the podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 95 of season two. Today is Wednesday, and today that's a July 13th edition of NXT. Last week, it was the one and only Great American Bash. It was quite a lot of championship matches in that night. Some of them current champions retained but others were uncrowned or detitled and some matches were of course just singles competition and the Great American Bash it was one of course big match that happened in that night and that was of course Adam Cole versus Kyler Raleigh and a singles belt to continue this feud one more time. As it seemed like Kyle Riley would win that match, it was a one and only Adam Cole to pull out that victory. But there was also other matches that happened tonight and that night that was absolutely incredible, like the NXT Women's Championship match between the ways Indy Hartwell and Candice Ray versus the team of Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And shockingly enough, the one and only team of Yoshua and Zoe Stark pulled off their shocking victory, becoming the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. But there's also other matches that have a consequence if you lost. And that, of course, went around with the match between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight for the, for the money, the, the million dollar championship. If Cross, Cross, if Grimes were to win this match, he would become the new million dollar champion. But if he lost, he would have to become LA Knight's butler. And so when it seemed like Grimes would win the championship, it did not happen. And LA Knight has, has won and retains and now has a new butler with the name of Cameron Grimes. that's only a sample of what happened at Grand American Bash because it was something at Grand American Bash that set up for this week and that was an NXT championship match between the one and only Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross with a special guest referee Samoa Joe but a lot of other craziness is going to happen because we get the follow of what happened at Grand American Bash, which of course will most likely result in what happens here tonight. Like for example, what happens next after Kyle Riley loses to Adam Cole? What happens next for LA Knight after getting Cameron Grimes as his butler? We're going to find out those answers coming up all here tonight. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into the business and see what happens on the July 13th edition of NXT. Let's get it right into it. On the back of NXT Grand American Bash, the July 13th edition of NXT, which does a big show, including a massive meet event showdown. After recent taunting, Johnny Gargano has gotten his shot at the NXT Championship. However, he may have bit more than he can chew with a dangerous Kimmy Cross. Even if a special guest referee Samoa Joe tries to protect him from the NXT Champion. The breakout tournament was one of the biggest successes stories 
for the black and gold brand last year and it begins again this week the first round match to start the tournament is 205 lies ikiman gyro facing off against taki duke hudson there were more big matches set for tonight including dexter lewis taking on Legado and Tesma's very own Santos Escobar. And also, Saray took on GD Dolin, and Dakota Kai took on Ember Moon. The night was said to be packed with top stars competing at the highest level. Only the absolute best can emerge victorious, including one man holding the NXT Championship. And so, let's see what happens in this week's episode of NXT. Tonight's NXT episode opens up. With a graphic in memory of Hall of Famer, Mr. Wonderful Paul, or Orendorf, Orendorf, who passed away on Monday at the age of 71. We then go to a video package of highlights from last week's NXT Cody American Bash, including Kyle Riley versus Adam Cole, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, and much more. But of course, after that. They, of course, hyped up tonight's show, which, of course, included the NXT Championship match between Kyler Raleigh, Kyler Raleigh, uh, Johnny Wrestling, and Karrion Cross, And, of course, Ember Moon taking on Dakota Kai, and much more. And so, we're then live from the Captain Wrestling Center, as Vic Joseph Morgan does, and he's joined the rings by Wade Barrett and Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix. Vic then hypes the main event and sends us to the ring for a grudge match. And so out comes first, they want to know the war goddess Ember Moon for the opener. As Alyssa Teller introduces her. Vic then talks about how Ember is happy to see or happy for her partner and sister, Sati Blackheart, going to smack them last Friday. Now, as Ember was making her way to the ring, um, a tweet from Ember was shown on the screen, and I'm going to read it to, to you guys right now. So, Ember said, at WWE, congrats at Shotty WWE. You will always be my TDP for life, showing what you can do. The hashtag fire pit is no more, but I'm immensely proud of you. Hashtag TCB. That is a great tweet by Shot by. Ember Shotty. Shotty, of course, made her debut to SmackDown last week, this past Friday, and of course she's she's now alongside the one and only Tia Knox, who made a return last week. So while Shotty is now over at SmackDown with Tia Knox, it's now time for the War Goddess to return back to singles competition, going after what she wants, and that's of course the NXT Championship. But on, but on her road to try to become the NXT Champion, she of course has a take on her opponent here tonight, which of course ties directly to the NXT Women's Champion, the one and only Dakota Kai. And so Dakota Kai is up next with the NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. Moon and Kai talk trash in the middle of the ring before the match gets underway, but then the ref calls for the bell and the match is in the way as these two superstars lock up. 
as these two lock up, Ember gets the upper hand by getting a takedown by the arm. But then Kai turns it right back around, and both superstars tangle as they get back to their feet. Kai was about to get a move from Ember, but then Kai counters into a headlock and then her shoulder to drop Moon. Kai then taunts her by saying, you're all alone. Both women run the ropes again, but then Ember gets the upper hand by mounting some offense to Kai, taking Kai down with an arm drag. But then Kai turns the offense right back around and delivers a running kick to Ember in the corner. She then covers an Ember for the pin, but Ember kicks about two. This then leads to more back and forth offense between these two superstars, but then a kid not to the moment for Kai grinding Ember once more. Ember tries to come back, but then and then goes into a pin attempt. Kai then rolls out to the floor for a breather and stay out of harm's way as Ember stares her down. But then that's when Ember runs the ropes and delivers a suicide dive, sending Kai into the barrier. But then Kai suddenly comes right back with some offense of her own and sends Moon into the apron. But then Ember fights back from the apron and drops Kai with a kick from the apron. Ember then stands tall in the apron while Kai is down as the war goddess is in control of this match so far as we head to a commercial break. We return for the break and we see how Kai has dominated at ringside during the break. And we come back to the action to see Kai slapping Moon around the ring and continuing to work her over with the offense. Kai continues as she nails a snap suplex. But then Amber suddenly comes right back up as she kicks back up. And Amber starts loading with a bunch of fury and offense. As she drops Kai into an enziguri. Amber nails a pump kick, a neckbreaker, a suplex, and then she kicks up for another cheer from the crowd. That's when Amber charges into the corner and nails a crossbody onto Kai. She then covers on Kai for the pin, but Kai kicks by two. Kai suddenly turns the offense right back around and delivers a warning boot into the corner. Kai then drops Moon again once more. It looks like Kai and Gonzalez have put this match away as Kai covers on Ember for the pin and she gets the one and two, but just before the three, somehow Ember kicks out at two and a half and Kai and Gonzalez cannot believe it. That's when the fans are all rooting for Ember. Ember gets back up and Kai and Moon trade offense in the middle of the ring. But then Kai gets the upper hand as Ember gets dropped. Gonzalez continues to talk trash. Of course, mentioning Shotzi Blackheart because, of course, Ember is all alone. As Kai goes back to the top. But then before Kai can nail her move from the top rope, that's when Ember runs up and kicks Kai in the jaw. That's when Ember climbs up to the top rope as well and delivers a Hurricane onto Kai. It looks like she has put this match away as she covers on Kai with a pin. She gets a one on the two, but just before the three, somehow Kai kicked out at two, and Ember has absolute shock and disbelief in her eyes. Her eyes are wide open. Her mouth is hanging wide open. She's absolutely in disbelief. But Moon tries to get back into it, but with that closer when near fall, it looked like Ember would have put this match away and might have cut off Ember's momentum. But we'll see. And so Kai 
is still down as Ember steps on Kai and then goes to the apron. Kai then suddenly charges towards it. Ember for a move, but then she misses. Ember goes for a kick, but then she misses, but then she nails a form to Kai. But then Kai nails a form to Ember of her own. But then Kai suddenly pulls Moon back in from the apron, and then suddenly turns it into a GTK, a go to kick. She then covers on, excuse me, Kai then covers on Ember for the pin, and she gets the one, two, and three, and Kai is your winner. After the match, Kai stands tall as her music hits. Then we come back to see Gonzalez joining Kai in the ring and raises her arm. But then suddenly, I don't know where the lights go out. Do we have a power outage? It's completely pitch black. But then, red lights light up. And out comes the one and only Zia Lee from Tian Shaw. And she's by herself. No ball or Mei Ying. Lee marches to the ring, walks directly past Kai, and steps right up to Gonzalez. Lee then says to Gonzalez, You are in the way of my business. That's when Gonzalez removes the annexing women's title belt from her waist and raises it up. And then sends to Lee, If you want this, I hope you show up this time. I accept. Lee then nods and exits the ring as Gonzalez stirs her down from the ring. Victon says, The challenge was just accepted. Lee just challenged Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. That was unexpected to say the least. Now, before we talk about Gonzalez and Lee for a moment, let's go ahead and talk about this match. So, this was a good opening match. That of course included two great superstars of NXT. Of course, Ember and Kaya, as of course, have had great chemistry with each other. And of course, the absence of Blackheart was certainly full in this match, but. But Kaya has been allowed to look dangerous, but really pulled off dominant victories like this. She definitely overwhelmed the War Goddess and pulled off a clean victory without the need for the NXT Women's Champion to interfere. Some would say that that's a nice surprise and a refreshing thing to see. Gonzalez versus Lee is definitely unexpected, but with the dominance of Lee as of late, with the crazy kick, kicks and other moves that Lee has been able to do as of late and continue to win, like for example, taking out the one and only Mercedes Martinez and much more, it will be really interesting to see. Ali can do against the one and only NXT champion. Maybe Ali has the potential to do the crown Raquel Gonzalez. Or maybe Raquel Gonzalez will have the size advantage and still become or still be the NXT Women's Champion. I really do wonder about that, but we're going to all find that out coming up sooner than later. So we'll see what happens. So after that, we then see footage from earlier today with Mackenzie Mitchell interviewing the Diamond Mine backstage. Malcolm Vivens puts over Roderick Strong as the best competitor. Tyler Russ is the best prospect. Hideki Suzuki as the best coach. And himself as the best manager. Vivens says, It's open challenge time tonight. 
so he can make some money. That's when the one and only Bobby Fish walks up and he says, I want in with the challenge. He then faces up with Strong as, of course, you gotta remember Fish and Strong were, of course, former Undisputed Era members. So there's definitely a lot of tension between those two. But then Bivinson says, You will not be wrestling Strong tonight. You will be wrestling Tyler Ross tonight. <clears throat> That's when Strong says a fish. If you if you lose this match, you will be finished. You then go to commercial. That's coming up later tonight. It will be the one and only Tyler Rust taking on Bobby Fish. We return for the break and we get a video package of hype. Ikemen Jiro for tonight's breakout tournament first round match against Duke Hudson. So we go right to the home of the million dollar champion, LA Knight. As Cameron Grimes, of course, arrives to begin his butler duties. Grimes, of course, shows up late at night, and then Knight orders him to meet him out in the backyard so he can make Grimes presentable. And so Grimes gets somewhat of a makeover, and then Knight isn't seen talking on the phone with someone when Grimes walks up with his new look. A small trim, a wash, and Grimes is wearing over size tuxedo. Knight then knocks him by saying, you look like a penguin. And Grimes then says, you're just mad because I look so good. And so Grimes and falls Knight to get his duties. As the segment ends, it looks like this will be our ongoing segment throughout the night. So we'll see what happens with that. After that, we then go back to the ring and out comes the Diamond Mine, Tyler Ross with Malcolm Bivens, Hideki Suzuki, and Roger Strong. As we see them make our way into the ring, we see the one and only Bobby Fish is already in the ring, ready to take Tyler Ross out. And so the bell rings and the match is on the way as Rust and Fish lock up as the fans of course are all behind Fish in this match. Rust nails a back suplex of Fish early on in this match. Suzuki, Strong, and Bivens watch from ringside to ring Rust on. Rust continues to dominate in this match as he takes Fish back down by his arm. Rust continues to keep control of the offense and kicks Fish in the back to knock him down. But then Fisk pops right back up and rocks Rust as the back and forth continues between these two. Fish starts to mount some offense and a loads of strikes. Fish continues with the offense as he backdrops Rust out of the corner. Rust goes for a wild swing, but then Fish tucks it and launches Rust into the ropes with a big suplex. Strongly gets on the apron and has words with Rust. And then Fish goes back to with the offense by keeping Rust down, then tosses him out to the floor. But then Fish turns right back around and has, has some words with Strong. But then that's when Rust challenges challenges him. No, excuse me, challenges Strong to come to the back into the ring. But then Rust then takes advantage and comes right back in the ring from behind, taking Fish down with a chop block. That's when Rust falls up with a roundhouse kick finisher. To get 
to get fish down. Boston covers on fish for the pin, but fish could not kick you out. And Tyler Rust is your winner. After the match, the Diamond Mines dance all together as their music hits. They then surround Fish in the middle of the ring as he gets back to his feet. It looks like it looks like they're gonna about to do a triple a triple team beat down to Fish as a fans chant that was garbage. But then that's when, out of nowhere, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida suddenly runs down and hits the ring to stand tall with Fish as the Diamond Mine quickly retreats to the floor and the two sides yelling at each other. Kushida made the save and prevented an absolute brutal beatdown from Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and Roderick Strong and stood tall alongside Bobby Fish. Could this potentially lead into a tag team match? Potentially. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they will. But I'm not sure. But But um let's go ahead and talk about this match. So whether it was appropriate. Fish trying to do everything that he could in this match, but just could not get the upper hand. And Ross was just too dominant in this match and picked up the victory. And then with Kashida coming out to make the save, but uh, preventing strong, strong Rust and Suzuki to attack Fish and triple team him. Kashida made the save to prevent that from anything, prevent anything from happening. And so it looks like it might potentially might be a tag team match, maybe for next week on row. But it seems like it. I'm, I'm guessing it could be like Roger Strong and Tyler Rust taking on Kushida and Bobby Fish next week in a tag team tournament tag team match. I don't know, but quite possibly could be a chance. But we'll see what happens. So after the match, we then see Kieran Cross. NXT champion and scene warming up with Scarlet. That's when Samoa Joe shows up in his referee gear, reminding Cross of a few basic rules for tonight's main event. Joe then asks Cross if he understands, but Cross just keeps punching the back. Joe then, of course, does not like being ignored. That's when Joe strikes back, strikes the back to get in Cross's attention. Joe then asks Cross again. If you understand, Crossan says, What I understand is that you, that if you screw me in this match, you will be the one to get dealt with. Jordan says, I take that as yes. And so Joe walks off as Cross is seething and Scarlet is holding Cross back to prevent anything from going down. We then head back to commercial. After the break, and we see footage from earlier today with the weight entering the building. Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, Candice Ray, and of course, India Hartwell, who is walking a few feet behind the other three. That's when Beth Phoenix suddenly stops Indy and asks what happened last week with Alexa Loomis. After he carried her away from the ring. Now, if you don't know what Beth is saying, 
last week during the Great American Bash after the NXT Women's Tag Team title match between the Ways and the Hartwell and Candice Array taking on Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. During, during that match, of course, it was the shocking return of the one and only Tia Knox. But because of that shocking return, Candice was completely beside herself and she didn't know what to say about it or she didn't know what to do about it. And so that's what allowed an advantage for, for Shirai and Zoe Stark become the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. But right after the match, Tegan chased Larray out of the arena and Indy Hartwell was the only one there. She was all left alone. Until the one and only Dexter Loomis came out and carried Dexter off in a very romantic fashion. So that's what Beth is talking about. And so Indy says she just no, she says she just carried me away and put me down and then but we both probably wanted something to happen it wasn't the right time because me and Larray just dropped the tag team titles. But then that's when Beth gives Hartwell some advice and says sometimes you just have to take a chance. Looks like Beth might have started the index right back up once more. With best, with best advice, this could potentially lead into the climax point of the index. This could be pretty interesting to see what happens with that. Well, you know... Know, this could be pretty interesting to see what happens because Dexter does have a match tonight against Santos Escobar, so maybe something in that match will lead into Dexter and Indy, of course, having their romantic moment after the match or something like that. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with the index going to the next few weeks after Beth gives Indy some advice. And so with that being said, before we get ready for our next match of the night, which is going to be a pretty interesting one, it's going to be Saray taking on Gigi Dolan in a singles belt. It was originally supposed to be, of course, uh, Saray versus Tony Storm, but because Tony is now going to be making her way down over SmackDown, Saray does not have an opponent, and so... Saray is looking for a new opponent, and it looks like she has won one, and that is, of course, the name of Gigi Dolan. Who's going to come out with a victor with that match? We're going to find out coming up next, as we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and see what happens between Gigi Dolan and Saray. And, of course, see what else happens here in tonight's episode of NXT. We'll be right back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break for the next few segments of matches of the July 13th edition of NXT. 
before the break, we went over our first match of the night, which was the one and only Dakota Kai taking on Ember Moon at a singles belt. Ember Moon walked down alone with, Sh with Shanti Blackheart heading to Friday Night Smackdown while Raquel Gonzalez backed up Dakota Kai. The captain of Team Keg weathered the early storm of the Warrior Goddess and finally took over by smacking Moon hard against the steel post. Kai hit it. Uh, hit a Kaiowa kick, followed by a spin out DAT, but can only get two on the pinfall. Moon then answered back with a Frankenstutter to the captain of Team Kick, and then Kai recovered enough to plant Moon with a GTK go to kick for the victory. And afterward, Kai. Excuse me. Zia Lee stumped to the ring and demanded a title shot. And Gonzalez accepted the challenge. After that, we then had, of course, LA Knight make Cameron Grimes his butler. And so Grimes made his way over to LA Knight's house, and LA Knight made Grimes get a new makeover, which included getting his getting a trim and putting him in a proper suit, which is of course a tuxedo. And that is of course gonna begin. Grimes' duties as LA Knight's butler. And then last but not least, we then had the one and only Bobby Fish take on Tyler Ross and a singles belt. So LA Knight, of course, gave Cameron Grimes a makeover for his role as butler, and the technical savage enjoys Fight of Night. So to the match, Bobby Fish stepped at the Diamond Mine backstage setting up a match with Tyler Rust, while Fish had Rust reeling early on, Roderick Strong distracted Fish, allowing Rust to connect the chop log and buzzsaw kick for the victory. And afterward, Kushida went down to make the save before Dami Mine could do damage to Fish on a 3-on-1 beatdown. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so now we get ready for the next match of the night. As we go out to the ring, now comes the one and only GD Dolin, as she takes on the one and only Warrior of the Sun, Saray. So we go, so we get footage from earlier tonight, or excuse me, from last week, well, where Dolin interrupted Saray's interview with Samantha Irving to challenge her to this match, which of course is Dolin's singles debut. Of course, Saray accepted, and Dolin said, I'll go talk to, to Rigo about this. And so, after that, out comes next, the warrior over the sun herself, Saray, to the ring. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Saray offers her hand for a shake, and Dolan, of course, shakes it, and this match is all about respect. And so, here we go. These two superstars, Lock up and trade hold or trade arm holds. They run the ropes in this array, hits the upper hand, and delivers two headlock takedowns. But then Dolan counters a move from Saray, and we get a stalemate. Both women go back to go back to locking up again, but then WWE superstar or Raw superstar Mandy Rose appears on the stage. Why what is she doing here? And so they're briefly distracted, but they go back at it. As a fan's chant, you don't go here, of course, to Rose. 
back to the action. Sheree continues to mount offense after back and forth action with Dolin. Sheree locks in a submission in the middle of the ring. But before Dolan can tap out, Sheree uh, finally breaks the hold as Dolan hangs on. Sheree goes for a suplex, but then Dolan counters it and rolls up Sheree for the pin, but Sheree kicks it at two. Dolan goes for another roll up, but Sheree kicks up at two once more. Rose continues to watch from the stage as Sheree went for another move, but then Dolan catches Sheree with an STO. She then covers on Sheree for the pin, but Sheree kicks about two as Sheree arches her back to her feet. Both superstars go right back at it, and Sheree gets the upper hand by kneeling a drop kick. Sheree then continues with her offense as she nails a running KO drop kick, but Dolan is down. Sheree then nails another innovative suplex in the middle of the ring. She then covers on Dolan for the pin, and she gets the one, two, and three. As she gets the victory, and continue to keep her undefeated streak going. After the match, Sheree stands tall as her music hits. Rose immediately turns and walks away to the backstage area. As Sheree then celebrates as we go to replays. So. So with Dolan making her debut tonight, it was all about, of course, trying to make an impression, but the Warrior of the Sun was just too much. And so, Sarai was basically fully in control of this match and was not able to handle the War Goddess. And the outcome, of course, was in the hands of Sarai. But the appearance of the War Goddess, not War Goddess, the greatest, God's greatest creation was definitely a nice surprise. Of course, she's a solid performer. And if she does make, uh, if she does stick around in NXT, it'll be pretty interesting. But of course, with Rose and a story right now with Dana Brooke challenging Natalia to meet up with the tag team titles, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> so after that, and back for the break, we get a quick vignette to introduce Luke Hudson ahead of tonight's NXT Breakout Tournament first round match with Ikemen. So after that, we go back to the ring and out comes Dexter and Loomis as he is scheduled to take on the one and only look out of a Tesma's very own Tentos Escobar. Out comes next the one and only look out of a Tesmo. Tentos Escobar with Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Loomis stares Escobar down. Escobar goes to approach him and he go and he fakes a punch. Then he suddenly kicks the knee of Loomis and goes to work. Escobar drops Loomis with a shoulder but then Loomis kicks right back up. Escobar then turns around and he is spooked. That's when Escobar tries to continue with the offense with the knee strikes. But then both of the but both superstars run the ropes, but then Loomis is the thieves press and right and with a bunch of right hand strikes. Loomis then starts crawling around the ring on his knees, spooking Escobar 
and then sends him to the floor to regroup. That's where the Norris Mendoza and Wild to get him. And they surround the ring, but then Loomis has absolutely disappeared. Where is he gone? That's where then has the referee. Um, what he means by Loomis is gone. But then that's when Escobar is suddenly grabbed by something from under the ring, pulling his legs out. That's when Wilde Mendoza pulls him back out to safety. And that's when, of course, it's one and only Loomis calling from under the ring. And look at all the Vitesmo is spooked once more. As <laughs> Loomis has definitely been spooking. Look at all the Vitesmo throughout this match so far as we head to commercial. We return for the break, and Escobar has been in control of Loomis. As he continues to work him over. Escobar nails a big chop into the corner. And then another. That's when Escobar nails a kick to the gut of Loomis. Escobar continues with the offense as he whips Loomis across the ring and charges him with a double knees. Escobar then takes Loomis to the top. And jumps up with a kick to stun him. And he nails it in. That's when Escobar climbs up with a big Corona. And he nails it in. He then covers on Loomis for the pin. But Loomis kicks him at two. He then immediately covers for another pin attempt, but Loomis kicks out once more. Escobar then starts stomping away all over on Loomis to keep him down as the fans try to rally for Loomis. Escobar continues to keep control and then nails a running clothesline to Loomis in the corner. Escobar continues with the offense and delivers a suplex and then holds it in and goes for the three amigos, but then Loomis blocks the third. That's when both men trade counters and Escobar then drops Loomis with a double knees. Escobar continues with the offense, but then Loomis finally gets an opening. Both men are down, but they slowly get back up to their feet. Loomis gets up first and gets the upper hand. And then the fans shift Loomis as he as he Mendoza Mold at the apron to interfere. Loomis then drops Escobar. With a sit down side slam and then goes to apply the sudden submission, but the referee doesn't see Mendoza pull Escobar into safety. And so Loomis goes to the floor to regroup, but then Wild attacks from behind. And that's when Escobar rolls Loomis back into the ring and nails the Phantom Driver in the middle of the ring. Escobar then covers on Loomis for the pin and he gets the one, two, and three. And Loomis could not put away Escobar. As Escobar is your winner. After the match, Legado de Ventasmo stands. As the music hits, we get a replay. Then we come back to see Legado de Vitesmo backs up the ramp, but then Hit Row is standing there waiting on them. So Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dolph, AJ Francis, B. Fabian Brandy, and Ashante Theodonis. Uh, the two sides have words and face up before Legado de Vitesmo leaves to the back. So it looks like Escobar is going to be going back after the cruiserweight, the cruiserweight, uh, yeah, the cruiserweight championship. No, North American championship once more, as it's now in the hands of ICS Riscott. So Escobar and Lewis show their chemistry and spurts of this match. The two can tell a fantastic story when. And this could definitely be a, a match that could be revisited.
you know, hit row and look at all the Fantasma can definitely be pretty interesting. Swarov can absolutely benefit from working with Escobar in a new dynamic, even improved chemistry, and this will be pretty interesting if this does, of course, uh, happen. So after that, the video bearer then sends us to a video or from Fordridge from his sit-down interview with Kyler Raleigh from earlier today. Wade uh, asked about the loss to, to Adam Cole on Grand Rig Mesh. Howlett says, losing is a part of what we do, a part of life. I look back on the footage from last week and I wonder where my killer instinct was. In the past, I said I sold my soul for the Undisputed Earl, and I want it back, but I now wonder if I need it back. Better than asked if Kyle is saying that he needs to make some changes to be cool. Kyle then says, I need to get my proof back that old Kyle is still in there. We will fight again because he can't say and do the things Cole has and get away with it. talks about walking through fire and ends up by declaring that he is a guy who can and will finish Cole. He then heads commercial. That was definitely a pretty solid that was a pretty solid interview with uh, Kylo Raleigh. He of course said they need to get he needed he needs to get his proof back and that old Kyle is still in there. And of course, made it known that he will fight once more with Adam Cole. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with that. That's going to be pretty exciting to say the least. So, we return for the break and LA Knight is given some rules to its partner Cameron Grimes. So Knight then tells Grimes to mow his large yard. Grimes then says, this is nothing because, of course, Knight has a heavy duty riding, long, riding lawnmower, which is like, of course, like a giant tractor, and of course, has the mower attachment behind it. And, and of course, we'll have it done in no time, and then Grimes walks over to his riding, to Knight's riding lawnmower, but then Knight then says, Then, but then that's when Knight hands him a real a real style push mower and tells him to have it done within a certain time frame. <laughs> so Knight literally has this big tractor with a long with a lawnmower attachment in the back. And then he's literally just gonna give that old classic lawnmower that you literally push. Not the push mowers that we know we all know nowadays. The old old push mowers where you literally had to push it yourself. Not even didn't even have a motor on it. It was literally just pushing it. And pushing it moves the little blades around and cuts the grass. That was absolutely insane. So we see footage from the break of Indy Hartwell. Uh, she was walking up to Dexter Loomis, who was laying on the apron after uh, his match with Santos Escobar. So, 
Hartwell took Beth's advice and she helps Loomis find the ring, carrying him away. But then she has trouble carrying him and drops him at the ramp, falling on top of him. But then Loomis then looks up at Indy and Indy starts looking in the, into the eyes of Dexter. And then she starts slowly leading in to Dexter for a kiss. But just before the lips touch, that's when Candace Ray comes running out and pulls Indy away and tells her, her quote-unquote daughter to stay away from Lewis. Just when, just when it looks like Indian, Indian Dexter were going to kiss for the first time, Candace once again came out to stop that from happening and the index is still a big possibility but once again Candace has to stop everything from happening and when when uh, Candace pulled India away you can just see the sadness in Indy's eyes that she just wanted to have her special moment with Dexter but of course Candace ruined it all What a heartbreak. All right. So after that, we then go back to the ring and out comes. He cuts in for the first match in the 2021 NXT breakout tournament. And the one and only Ikemen Gyro. Ikemen Jiro is out next. I keep saying Gyro, but it's Jiro. And so once everyone is ready to go, the rough calls of the bell and the match is on the way as they lock up. Hudson hits the upper hand as he overpowers and slams Jiro right to the mat. Jiro wrestles with his jacket on, regroups in the corner, but then Hudson easily slams him once more. Jiro starts dancing around a bit, taunting Hudson and then flipping around to avoid him after getting him in. Jiro puts Hudson in a headlock, but Hudson fights out, fights out of it, and then that's when Jiro shows off in the corner even more. Jiro went for a move and then Hudson catches him and mid move and then puts him on his shoulders and delivers a big kick, sending Jiro into the top rope. Hudson then levels Jiro with a big swinging axe handle. Jiro tries to fly him but then Hudson catches him in mid move and then launches him over his head. Hudson continues with the dominant offense as he continues with the strikes and nails a humongous overcut to the jaw to level Jiro. It looks like Hudson might have hurt Jiro's jaw, as you can see, Jiro is clutching on his jaw. Hudson covers on Jiro for the pin, but Jiro kicks it at one. While Jiro is down, Hudson goes for the big one and crucifix bomb across the ring into the turnbuckles, but then Jiro suddenly counters and nails a takedown onto Hudson. Jiro then covers on Hudson for the pin, but Hudson kicks it by two. Jiro continues with his offense and delivers a blockbuster, sending Hudson out to the floor to regroup. That's when Jiro kicks Hudson through the ropes and springboards out from the apron with a big top rope moonsault. But then Jiro comes up clutching his ankle because it might have been a bad fall for Jiro. But Jiro brings Hudson back in and then that's when Jiro and Hudson uh, trade strikes between each other, but then Jiro 
And there was a big super kick to the chest of Hudson. But then Jiro then charges towards Hudson, but then Hudson catches him. And then nails a big sidewalk slam. He then covers on Jiro for the pin, but, but Hudson gets the one, two, and three. And Hudson is a winner. And he advances to the semifinals of the breakout tournament. After the match, Hudson stands tall as his music hits. We get a replace and we come back to see Hudson standing tall with Jiro and poses. So, this was a solid debut for Hudson. As he has been, um, as he has shown some personality and pulled out some impressive power moves against his smaller and faster opponent, Kimanjiro. Jiro definitely made a pretty solid impact in this tournament match. Of course, he is a cultural performer and he is hard to forget. But what he was able to pull off tonight was pretty solid. And so that just tells you that there's a big feature ahead of him for uh, the next couple of matches that he have. Even though he's not in the breakout tournament, I'm sure... I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to have some pretty crazy moments into his career here in NXT. But what we saw tonight with Jiro looks like he may soon look to be the better prospect between these two, but we'll see what happens. So after that, we then see Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage with Pete Dunne and Orly Lorcan. Mackenzie says, Don't, uh, Dunne. She will, that he will be watching tonight's main event closely. Dunn says, I want to make this clear. I don't care who wins tonight. Dunn tells Mackenzie to go find Johnny and ask him who's the baddest man around here is. And then as Karen Cross, what happened when he puts Cross in a tango at takeover? Dunn says, I can beat them both because I'm the best technician in NXT. But then that's when the one and only Timothy Thatcher walks up and asks if Don is the best man on the planet or the best technician in NXT. Don then says, who's asking? That's when Tommaso Ciampa runs in and attacks, attacks Don and the two teams brawl as security and officials try to break them up as we go to a sudden commercial. Jeez, that escalated very quickly. Dunn claimed that he was the best that he was the best technician and the baddest man in NXT, but that's when Grimes came out. Not Grimes, what am I talking about? That's when Thatcher came out and asked, which one are you? And that's when Shamba came out and just a humongous brawl broke out. So after that, when they go back to the ring, no, excuse me, uh, we return back from the break and we see how the way dropped the NXT Women's Tag Team titles to Io Shirai and Zoe Stark last week. Including a lot of tweets from a lot of people who, of course, gave Zoe and Io support. So after that, we then go back to Rena and out comes the Robert Stonebrand, Aaliyah and Jessica Mayo, plus, of course, Hazy Kenzaro and Kane and Carter, who are making their way to the ring. So the bell rings and the matches are the way as Camille kicks Casey right into the corner 
as Leah starts laughing on the apron. Kamea continues to stay on uh, Casey, and in comes Aaliyah to take over. Aaliyah knows her running kickback, running kickback elbow in the corner to Tenzaro. Aaliyah then nails a northern light suplex. She then covers on Casey for the pin, but Casey kicks about two. Robert Stone shares at ringside as Aaliyah and Kamea continue to dominate with the offense for several minutes, keeping Casey near the corner with quick tags. Casey went for a move, but then Kamea ducks. Kamea ducks Casey while Leo continues to hold her. Kamea went for a pin, but Casey kicks up at one. That's when Casey finally gets an opening and tags in Carter as she finally gets the tag, but then Leo doesn't see it. And so Carter then loads all around Leo, but then Leo drops her and beats Casey back in. Carter then rolls up Leo for the pin, but the referee doesn't see it. And so Kamea then runs in and breaks up the pin. That's when Kamea and Casey get sent up to the floor. Carter continues to get the upper hand on Leo. Carter then holds up Leo in a position for the neckbreaker as Casey tags in and goes to the top. She then hits the 450 on Leo while Carter holds her and covers on the, for the pin and Casey, Kanzazaro, and Kanan Carter are your winners. After the match, the music hits as Carter and Kanzazaro head to the back together. Stone that enters the ring to try to help Aaliyah back up, but she knocks him back. That's when they have words. That's when Aaliyah screams at him about she's helped him more than the way that she has done for him. No, more than he has done for her. And so that's when Aaliyah suddenly attacks, suddenly attacks Robert Stone and sends him into the corner. Then, he starts, then she starts unloading on him beating him down. The fans then chamber Aaliyah as Kamea is still recovering on the outside but watching as Aaliyah continues hitting Stone while he's down as the fans go wild for Aaliyah. Aaliyah then exits the ring as Kamea looks at her confused. Then that's when Frankie Monet walks out and waves to Kamea ringside and then sends something to her that we can't hear. And so Kamea follows Monet up the ramp as stum a Stone stumbles from the ring telling them to just go. Maybe pleading with them. That was definitely a, a shocking moment. I did not expect that. Monet honors support to help her rise up to the rings and next to Alia may get a chance to see if she can finally fend herself. Carter and Kenzo have put it all together finally, and it seems like the right time for them to take the next step. And the most well established tag team in XC and the tag team towers should be in their near immediate future as they take on Yoshua and Zoe Stark. So after that, we then see Smo special guest, or not special guest, special referee Small John approaching John Gargano, Austin Theory, and Callis Ray in the back. Gargano with Theory are full of jokes and antics, even chanting Joe's name. Joe then gives the same rules he has given Kevin Cross earlier, protect, protect yourself at all times. Obey my commands at all times. That's when Gargano and Theory continue with their antics. But then Joe walks out, and Pete Dunn is standing there. And Joe and Dunn briefly face up before Dunn shrugs his shoulders and walks away. And the fans with the side of Dunn as we go back to commercial.
Evan Rake, uh, if you see in front of him earlier today of night catching Cameron Grimes by his pool wearing underwear and cowboy boots. And I also spot some kid doing the grass and I of course is unhappy. And so Grimes says, I agree to be Knight's butler but I'm also a millionaire. And that's when the kid walks up named Noah and Grimes goes to pay him several hundred dollars for finishing the grass when the Knight stops him. And so Knight has a strict no kid policy on his property and the, that's when the kid ends up kicking Knight in the shin and Grimes knocks Knight in the pool acting like it was an accident. But we then go back to the ring and out comes the one and only Adam Cole as he makes his way to the ring. It looks like he's going to talk about what uh, it looks like He's going to talk about what he did to Kyler really at Grand Rig Match and potentially talk about what's next for his career. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back to see what happens with Adam Cole. And of course, see what happens in the main event, which is the one and only Cameron Cross taking on Kyler Riley for the NXT Championship. Who's going to come up as the champion and what's going to happen with Adam Cole and Cameron with what's going to happen with Adam Cole going into the next few moments. We're going to find out coming up next after the break. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the break from the main event segment of the July 13th edition of NXT. But before we get to that, Let's go ahead and go over the last few segments and matches before our main event here tonight. So, the first match of the night before the last break was Saray versus Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan worked hard to prove herself against Saray, especially after the surprise arrival of Mandrose. After she tried do multiple roll-ups attempts, but Saray ends her back with a low drop kick and I say to suplex for the pin and victory. <clears throat> After that, we then had Dexter Loomis take on Santos Escobar in a single spell. So Santos Escobar marked mark Dexter Loomis as a loser while promising to take out Isaiah Sir Scott, who holds his NXT North American Championship. The Torture's artist, Scott scared the former NXT Cruiserweight Champion who gladly accepted repeated help from Joe Kimwa and Raul Mendoza to save him. It was only thanks to repeated interference including Mendoza pulling him out out of the silence for Escobar to win with a phantom driver and get the victory. But after that hit row meant look out of the Vitesse on the ramp making clear swerve was not afraid of Escobar. But then but then in default, Loomis post match and tried to carry him, but Candace broke them up as Indy went for a kiss, but could not block clips as Indy once again could not do it because, of course, Candace Ray broke it up. After that, we then had the NXT Breakout Tournament Round 1 match between Ikemen Gyro versus Duke Hudson. 
Lucky Majora and Duke Hudson both made clear how much it meant for them to win the NXT Breakout Tournament. Hudson was overcome with an early Njiro took advantage. He then sent Hudson running out of the ring, followed by a head sister's counter to Razor's Edge. However, Hudson Powers was too much for Jiro, falling to a spinning side slam. After that, we then had Pete Dunne promising to take out whoever won between Kieran Cross and Sarah Gregano. However, Timothy Thatcher and Spazzle Chapel attacked Dunne and Orly Lurkin to make their own statement. And last but not least, we then had Caden Carter and Casey Kenzazaro take on the Robert Stone brands, Jesse Camillo and Elio. So Jesse Camillo showed off their size and power early, but then Elio could not keep the momentum going. Caden Carter and Casey Kenzazaro took over the action and hit their signature tag team finisher for the victory. But then afterward, Elio beat down Robert Stone for Nelvin Kelpinger. That's when Frankie Monet and arrived and convinced Camille to walk out on stone. But now, we're getting ready for the next segment of the night before our main event, and that is something to do with, of course, the one and only Adam Cole. And so, we go back to the ring, and out comes the one and only Adam Cole to a pub. Cole then takes him back and says, I feel it's good to say, I told you so. I told the world that I'm better than Kyle Riley. And I proved that at the Great American Bash. I don't know. I proved it at the Great American Bash. I also proved that I am the greatest NXT superstar in the world. And Kyle's win at TakeOver Sending Delivered was a fluke. Kyle's interview earlier what? Interview, interview, interview earlier was pathetic. Kyle, you should highly re reconsider winning that rematch because you all know I will embarrass you again. I'm tired of talking about Raleigh. I want to talk about some old Joe. And then starts mugging Joe, brings up how Joe put him in a, a coquina clutch and did nothing while Raleigh attacked him. Two weeks ago, Joe then says, excuse me, Colin says to Joe, you are nothing but an overpaid security guard and a suit, and you do not scare me. I would call you out, but you're not man enough to come out. No one else in the locker room is man enough to face me. But then the music hits, and out comes the colossal Brunson Reed. Reed then talks about Cole is a manipulator and says, I no longer have the NXT North American Championship. I have nothing to lose. Reed is in the ring with Cole and says, All eyes are on me, with everyone wondering what I'm going to do next. Reed then says, you, Since you are NXT's golden boy, I see you as a golden ticket. Cole then goes to super kick Reed, but then Reed catches it. That's when they tangle a bit and the Reed then runs over Cole, sending him to the floor to retreat. Cole then looks on for the ramp, but until Joe's music hits, and now he comes to a pub. Joe then stops, and they have a brief stare down. Then Joe then enters the ring and plays the crowd as reach, as Reed watches him. Joe also gives a brief stare to Reed, as we see Cole heading to the back, and it's now time for the main event, as they go back to commercial.
return for the break and we see Frankie Monet's backstage with Robert Stone and Jessica Mayo. Stone isn't, Stone isn't asked if Aaliyah is still part of the group. Monet then says, The Robert Stone brand will no longer have to worry about Aaliyah. That's when Mandy Rose walks up and says, It looks like the brand is under new management. Monet then laughs and smiles as Rose walks away and Stone is looking disappointed. Announced for next week, it is Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust versus NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushido and Bobby Fish in a tag team match. Plus, the NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez defends her title against the one and only Zia Lee. Two huge matches for next week, which I'm going to be very excited to look forward to. After that, we then go back to ring for tonight's main event. <clears throat> Excuse me. A special guest referee Smojo waits. He wanted to lead the ways very own Johnny Gargano was out first with Austin Theory. Out comes next. He wanted to lead NXT champion Kieran Cross with Scarlet. Of course, Cross and Scarlet do their unique entrance as usual. But then after that, once everyone is ready to go. We hear the fans chant Johnny Wrestling, but of course, Cross does not give a crap about it. And so after that, we then get the former reintroductions from Melissa Taylor. First, the challenger, Johnny Gargano. Then next, the champion, the one really carrying Cross. Jordan raises the title in the air as Cross and Gargano face off to end the former intros. Before the match can even get started, Gargano suddenly attacks Cross before the bell rings. They continue brawling and Cross then rams Gargano into the corner across the ring. Cross then dumps Gargano on his head and dusts his hands off. Cross then kicks Gargano around while he's down as a fans chant Johnny Wrestling. Cross continues to work Gargano over in the corner as Joe warns him. Cross then yells a snap suplex to Gargano. But then, but then Gargano comes back with some offense of his own as he drop kicks Cross out to the floor and continues to stay on him. Gargano continues with the offense as he knows a kick and a running flip from the apron taking Cross back down to the floor. Gargano then walks away standing tall but then Cross pops right back up and stalks Gargano. But then Gargano turns around to see Cross leveling him on the floor. That's when both men trade forms at ringside as Joe counts to 10. Cross then charges towards Gargano, but then Gargano gets out of the way and Cross hits the steel ring steps shoulder first. Gargano tries to continue with the offense, but Cross fights him off and picks him up by his neck, slamming him back into the edge of the apron. No, excuse me, back into the edge of the announce table. Cross then stands tall as they go to a picture-in-picture -picture commercial the second referee checking on Gallardo while he's down. As Cross returns to the ring and waits as he is in control of this match so far. We return for the break and Cross controlled most of the break as Cross goes to charge towards Gargano but then Cross runs to a boot in the corner. Gargano then rocks Cross again. Cross then charges into the corner but then Gargano gets out of the way and the Cross hits the ring post. Scarlet then gives Cross some words of encouragement as he hangs on in the corner. Cross continues to fight Cross off. He 
and continue to mount my offense. Organo and stone cross with an enziguri. Organo then nails the slingshot spear from the apron. He then covers on cross for the pin, but cross kicks it by two. Austin gets sent out to the floor, but then Gargano nails a suicide dive to send him into the barrier. A fans chant for Gargano as he brings Cross back in. Gargano goes for the one funnel beat, but Cross blocks it. But then that's when Cross nails the Northern Lights suplex and a vertical suplex to Gargano. He then covers our Gargano for the pin, but Gargano kicks out at two just in time. The fans continue to rally for Gargano, and the cross takes him, takes Gargano up top, facing the crowd. Joe then warns him to not, to not do that. But then Cross goes for the super doomsday Zayedo suplex, but then Gargano brings him to the mat to avoid it. Gargano nails two big kicks to Cross. He then radiates for the third, and then Cross catches him and lowers him with a big lariat. Cross and scoops up Gargano and then rams him into the turnbuckles head first. Then goes to body slam him on the map, but then Gargano suddenly turns that into a tornado DET. He then covers on Cross for the pin, but Cross kicks out at two. That's when both men trade big strikes in the middle of the ring. Cross grabs Gargano and chokeslam Gargano. Cross then says, Gargano, I own you. Cross then runs Rose, but then Gargano. Suddenly gets the upper hand by super kicking Cross. He then super kicks Cross once more. Cross is absolutely dazed. And so Gargano tries to get the upper hand, but they tangle on Cross and applies the Cross jacket submission, taking Gargano to the mat. But then Gargano counters before anything can happen and turns it into a Gargano escape submission. But Cross powers up and spins Gargano around. But then Gargano Counters, but then Cross immediately applies a cross jacket submission. Joe watches closely as Gargano starts to fade. The fans continue to rally for Gargano, but Gargano finally crawls over to the bottom rope and he grabs it to break the hold. But then Cross takes advantage of the five, Joe's five count, but then that's when Joe nudges Cross away and Cross is seething. But then that's when Cross comes right back over and gets in Joe's face for a few words. That's when Cross falls to the floor where Gargano is trying to recover. Cross then slams Gargano back into the plexiglass barrier a few times, telling him it's time to go. Or it's time to go, Johnny. That's when Cross grabs half of the steel ring steps and raises them in the air, but then before he can slam the steps down onto Gargano, Joe then grabs them from behind and puts them on the ground. That's when Joe and Cross face off and have words. Joe then tells him, all you have to do is jump. Gargano then flies in from the ring and nails the big tornado DDT on the floor. And Joe is surprised. That's when Gargano brings Cross back into the ring and he goes for the one final beat. And he nails it in. He then covers on Cross with a pin and it looks like Gargano was going to win the championship. As he gets the one and he gets the two. But just before the three, somehow, somehow, Cross kicks out at two and a half. Gargano is an absolute disbelief. That's when Cross slowly gets back up and waits in the corner as a fan champ for Gagliano. Gargano gets back up, but then that's when Cross chops him with a forearm to the back of the head. 
He then covers on Gargano for the pin, and he gets the one, two, and he gets to three, and Kieran Cross retains the NXT Championship. After the match, Cross stands tall as his music hits. Scarlett joins him. Jordan brings the NXT title belt to Cross and raises his arm. Cross lets him raise his arm briefly, but then yanks his arm back down. That's when Joe and Cross have words as things get hated in the middle of the ring between Cross and Joe. Gargano rolls to the floor, and Joe looks ready to attack, but then Scarlett gets in between them. Joe then turns around to exit the ring, but then suddenly out of nowhere, Cross then attacks Joe from behind and takes him down with a cross jacket submission. Cross then screams about how Joe brought this on himself as Joe fades and goes out. Cross then lets Joe go, and he goes flat on the mat. Scarlett then brings the title belt to Cross, and they stand tall for Joe. Scarlett raises Cross's arm in the air as NXT goes up the air in a shocking manner. What in the world just happened? Gargano is an absolute pro who has proved he can have a great match with anyone. What he managed to get here was to give Cross the best match of his NXT run today. No one has ever looked this smooth working off the champion and it did not take anything from the steady physicality and storytelling. Johnny Wrestling never truly had a chance but he made the fans believe it all the same when he landed the one final beat. Cross looked absolutely dominant. Without this being a squash. But what happened after was absolutely shocking. This potentially leads into the stage when he set for the next challenger, Cross versus Joe. But I don't think, I don't know if that, that might be inevitable. Maybe it might potentially happen because Cross did provoke Joe. So that could quite possibly be something that happens, but I don't know. I don't have absolutely no idea what. We're going to find out sooner than later. But. We'll just have to see what happens. I, I don't know who's going to be the next challenger. But. I'm sure we're going to have a new challenger sooner than later. I don't know if it's going to be Joe. But. Maybe. You never seen over in WWE, that's for sure. Or in NXT. So, with that being said, that is the conclusion of this week's episode of NXT. This was... This was a... This was definitely pretty... This was definitely pretty crazy. Wow, that was definitely a that was definitely an unexpected night of craziness. I really don't know what to say. I mean, that was just that was just a night that I just had no idea what was gonna turn into a way that it did. It really was something pretty insane. And so, with that being said, we still have one more crazy night to look forward to here this week, and that is Friday night. Friday night. It is going to be time for WWE to have fans back in attendance for the first time in 2021 since the pandemic 
I'm super pumped and excited to see what the new SmackDown will look like with fans in attendance. See the crazy matches to look forward to with with all the craziness that's been going with the Trouble Chief and Edge, and then of course a big SmackDown Women's Championship match between Kamala and of course, former NXT superstar Bianca Belair. It's going to be a crazy night, and I'm super pumped and excited for it. As, of course, that event is going to be in Fort Worth, Texas. Man, this was such a crazy night, man. This was absolutely insane. And so, with that being said, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week at NXT, as, of course, we see a big NXT championship match between. Raquel Gonzalez and Zia Lee. And of course, a tag team tunnel match between Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust versus Kushido and Bobby Fish and much more crazy. And of course, this Sunday, it's of course Money the Bank time. I'm super excited for that as well with all the crazy matches. I look forward to with that. And of course, the women's and men's ladder matches, of course, it's going to be a crazy night. And so with that being said, that is going to conclude today's episode of Wild to the Rope. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Looking forward to this Friday for SmackDown with fans in attendance. Looking forward to this Sunday with Money in the Bank. And of course, look forward to see what happens with the first Raw with fans in attendance in 2021. And of course, see that big NXT episode next week. And of course, the second week with fans in attendance for SmackDown. Once again, my name is Jonathan. Thank you for joining me. And I will see you guys this Friday. Excuse me, this Saturday for the highlights of Friday Night SmackDown with fans in attendance. See you guys next time.